The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Why do you fall asleep on the couch? Why don't you go on up to bed? Dear? Uh, if you're so tired, why don't you go on up to bed? Uh, no, no, I'm just resting. Well, if you're that sleepy now... I'm not sleeping, just resting my eyes. <laughs> you're snoring. I don't snore. All right. You know, you do this every night. You fall asleep oh, down here. Well, it's too early to go to bed anyway. Well, I don't know what the difference is, whether you sleep here or up in bed where you'd be more comfortable. Oh, okay, okay, I'm just resting. You fall sound asleep <clears throat> down here for... Two or three hours, then I can hardly wake you up to get you upstairs. And then you wonder why you can't sleep at night. No, I am not sleeping. I'm just resting my eyes. Right, well, you're going to have a terrible crick in your neck with your head twisted oh, that yeah, way. I'm okay. Here, get your head up. Let me put this pillow under your head. Oh, anyway. oh, Come thank on. you. There. Thank you. No, I'm not sleeping, darling. I'm, oh. I'm just... Well... Hello, you finally decided to come upstairs to bed? Why do you let me sleep down there all evening? I'm not even going to answer that. My neck is so stiff, I must have dozed off in a funny position. Well, I've given up trying to get you to come up and go to bed early. At least you'd be comfortable. When I go to bed early, I wake up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and then I roll and toss until about... for half an hour before the alarm goes off. What are you reading? Please don't eat the daisies. Awfully funny. I borrowed it from Eleanor. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm not even going to clean my teeth. Oh, oh, golly. Another day, another dollar. You're buttoning the top of your pajamas wrong, dear. Yeah, I don't care. Want to get into bed fast before I'm so wide awake I can't sleep. You got to keep the light on? Oh, I'll just finish this chapter. And I guess I'd better get out and get your suit. Look at the way you just dumped it on the chair. Oh, no, it's so wrinkled. It's got to go to the cleaners anyway. So send it tomorrow, huh? Mm-hmm. Good night, darling. Good night, dear. Did you lock the garage? Dear? Uh, Did you lock the garage? Yeah. Is that yes or no? Yes, 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 yes. You sure? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, we don't want the car stolen. No, no, I locked it. I remember I came home, I had all those packages, and I dropped the padlock, and when I picked up the padlock, I dropped the packages. Mm -hmm. Well, it's locked then. Yeah. You talking about when you came home for dinner? Mm-hmm. You took the car out again to take the card table back to the Wilsons. Did you lock it then? Oh. Well, you thought you locked the garage the other night, and the next morning we found you hadn't even closed the doors. Yeah, well, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm sure I locked it. Well, you were very upset the other morning when it wasn't locked, dear. Yeah, well, you it's were... okay. Nobody's going to steal the car. Now, look, finish your chapter, please. Will you get the light off? <laughs> Guess that's what the Bradleys thought. Well, they went out in the morning, and the car was gone. Well... We'd hear it if anybody started the motor. Well, the Bradleys didn't hear anything. They slept right through it. Anyhow, they didn't start the motor. Apparently, what car robbers do is push the car out to the street. Oh. That's what the police told the Bradleys. And they haven't found the car. It was two months ago. Of course, as Edith Bradley said, they hate to buy a new car in case they find the other one. So poor Ed's been taking the bus to work every day. Which I don't think you'd like, dear. Nobody is going to steal a car, and if they do want to, one measly little padlock isn't going to stand in their way. Well, just the same. I guess if it is locked, a burglar's going to think twice about stealing something. No sense making it easy for him. No burglars in this neighborhood, anyhow. 
the Bradleys only live two blocks away. And the Cunninghams had their place broken into Thanksgiving when they were gone. Took all the silver. Well, I'm in bed. I'm not going to get up again and traipse all the way downstairs and out to the garage. I'm sure it's all right. Now, don't worry about it. Want me to go? I do not. Not the way you catch colds. Now, forget it, will you? Good night. Hurry up and get the light off. Do you have your tool chest out in the garage, dear, and the lawnmower and the garden hose? I don't think anybody <laughs> wants our garden hose. For Pete's sake, stop worrying. Well, it makes me nervous when things aren't locked up. And there's been a very peculiar handyman hanging around the neighborhood. There's something very strange about him. He never says good morning or anything. Just because a man doesn't say good morning doesn't mean he's escaped from Alcatraz. Well, I didn't say that. I locked the garage. All right. No. If you're sure, that's all I wanted to know, dear. <laughs> you go to sleep. I've only got a page left, and then I'll turn the light off. Good night. Uh, good night. Good night. Oh. You say they hadn't found the Bradley's car yet? Mm. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Uh, I think I locked the garage. Well, you probably did, and I'm sure you're right. Nobody's going to steal the car. Well, of course, just the time you think they won't, that's just the time they do. No, we have insurance. Ah, but it's a nuisance. There's a certain period of time getting the money for it, then you have to wait for your new car if they don't have what you want right away. Well, dear, I'm a light sleeper. I think I'd hear anybody fooling around with a garage What would you door. hear? They'd push the car out to the street, and it'd be gone. <laughs> Well, now you're as bad as I am. Why don't we forget it, honey? I think we're worrying over nothing. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess so. Okay, good night, darling. Good night again, uh, honey. I just have this one page, then I'll get the light off. Uh, Where are you going? I'll go out and look. Oh, no, now, no, 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 I'll just I'm lie awake listening if I don't. Well, it's too cold just to go out in your bathrobe now. Oh, yeah, well, I'll put my pants on over my pajamas. <laughs> oh. Gee, I'm hungry. <laughs> Well, what do you want? I'm going downstairs. I don't think there is anything to munch on. I wish I'd made a cake today. Oh, I know what I'd like, a hamburger. Wouldn't that taste good? Remember how we used to stop at the White Tower and get them all the time? We haven't done that at all lately, I am not dear. going to drive down to any White Tower and get any hamburger. No, I didn't ask you to. I wouldn't think of it. I just said it would taste good. Hamburger, big slice of Bermuda onion, relish, pickle. Ketchup. Look at this. It is after midnight. I'm not going to any white tower in my pajamas. I didn't mean it, dear. I just said, wouldn't it taste good? Remember we used to stop there and get them when we'd been out just before we came home? Remember how I couldn't stand Bermuda onion on mine at first and how you loved it? And I finally tried it and <laughs> I just uh, yeah. loved it, too. Yeah, I remember. Oh, it certainly would taste good. Look, I'll be back in the house in two minutes. It's after midnight and I am not going off to get hamburgers. No, 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 no. He, he's been gone nearly two hours, Eleanor. I am just frantic. I wouldn't have called you, but I saw a light on over there. I thought maybe you were up anyhow. And I, well, I just didn't know what to do. No, no, it all started when I asked him if he locked the garage doors, you see. And you mean then you just saw the car drive off? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. What's the matter? Hold on just a minute, dear. I want to tell Fred. He just went out to see if the garage doors were locked. That was two hours ago. And then she said apparently he got in and drove off somewhere. Look, you'd better stay out of it. They, they, they probably had a row. No, no, I don't think so. 
She said at first she thought maybe he'd gone out for a hamburger. A hamburger? Now, why would a man get up out of bed in the middle of the night and drive off to get a hamburger? I don't know. That's what she said. Anyhow, she's very upset. She saw our light on and... Look, we've got to stop turning on that light. When anything goes wrong at night, everybody in the neighborhood calls us because they think we're still up. She wants to know if you'll come over and look in the garage. She said maybe there was a burglar in there who clunked him over the head and drove off. Oh, I'm in bed. Look, why would a burglar... Do you want to find out in the morning that one of your neighbors was lying out there in freezing weather, bleeding to death? Oh, Oh, all right. Tell her I'll be right over. Hello. Well, now, look, don't worry, dear. Fred's coming right over. Now, look, all I can say is that I don't know where he is, but he's not lying in the garage or anywhere near the garage. I check with my flashlight all over the yard. Thank you, Fred. It's nearly three o'clock. If he did go off in the car, I just know he's had an accident. Now, it's none of my business, but, you know... Maybe he just went out for a little drive, you know, to, to cool off. Cool off? It's freezing. Well, I just meant that if you two had a little uh, spat, shall we say? We did not have a spat. It's very simple. I said that he locked the garage, and he said he didn't know. And we talked about the Bradley's car and the Cunningham Silver. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then we talked about Bermuda onions and hamburgers, you know. Oh, yes, yeah, sure. Okay. That's the last I saw of Yeah, well, you know, these things iron themselves out. And when you have children, we you We did don't... not have a quarrel, Fred. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you very much for coming over. I'm sorry to bother you. Since there's nothing more you can do, I really don't want to keep you up all night. That's okay. Now, look, if there's anything I could no, do, no, I'd No, no, be... not a thing, not a thing. Thanks for coming over, Fred, really. Now, look, he'll drive home any time now, and probably with some very simple explanation. <laughs> yes, eh? of course, of course. You, you run along and get your sleep, Fred. Thanks a million for coming over. Well, feel free to call us if there's oh, anything at all. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Goodbye, Fred. Bye. <laughs> Operator, I want to call the police. No, no, thanks. Thanks a lot. I'm okay. Good night. Where have you been? Driving off like that, I've been nearly half crazy. I called Fred and Elner, and he came over and checked outdoors. I thought maybe you'd been hit over the head. Of course, I think Fred believes you, and I had a terrible quarrel, and you just drove off. I've been just frantic. I called the police. Thank heavens they found you. No, they found me. Well, where have you been? Getting your darned hamburger there. Take it. Oh, I couldn't eat it now, dear. I just don't feel like a hamburger. You will really... eat that hamburger Where if I... Where have you I... been? I have been everywhere. The White Tower was closed. Why, it's always open all night. It was closed, so I drove to Joe's Tavern. That was closed. Oh, no. Yes, by the time I... That time I was determined to get hamburgers, so I drove to Nick's place. Closed. Went to that diner down on Walnut Street. Finally, I drove way out to the Green Lantern. Oh, no, dear. Yes. I got the hamburgers, then I ran out of gas. I walked all the way to that all-night gas station on Broadway in my bedroom slippers. I I, I was so... There is your hamburger. Thank you, dear. Where's the relish? They didn't have any relish. Oh, well, that's all right. 
My goodness, I'm sorry. I didn't want a hamburger that badly, dear. I know, but I thought it would take me five minutes to drive to that white car, and when that was closed, it became sort of an obsession to get the darn thing, and I... Well, I'm just awfully sorry, honey. Where did the police find you? I called them, you know. Yes, I know. They stopped me down here a ways. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're home safe and sound, and it certainly was sweet of you, dear, to go to all that trouble. It really was. Mm. <laughs> Well, tell me, was the garage locked when you got out there? Yes, yes, it was locked. Oh, really? All that worrying for nothing. Yeah, 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 wouldn't you know? Well, did you lock it again just now? Dear? No. Yes. I don't know. Oh, honey, really, dear? <laughs> Sunday, the stage is set for excitement on CBS Radio. A high-tension thriller with a psychological twist is on the playbill for suspense. With yours truly, Johnny Dollar, you'll flirt with danger as the scare-defying insurance investigator tackles another mystery. On most of these same stations, you'll crack down on crime with CBS Radio's FBI in Peace and War. And you'll follow the workings of the law as the assistant district attorney builds his case on indictment. On Gunsmoke, you'll move right into another frontier fracas with Marshal Matt Dillon. Sunday after Sunday, all five of these diverse and diverting dramas come your way on CBS Radio. Remember, the stage is set for excitement on CBS Radio Sunday. And your seats are reserved for every one of these engrossing CBS Radio dramas. Don't miss a single one of them this weekend. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Ellen Bunce with Dortha Duckworth as Eleanor, Charles Mendick as Fred, and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Warren Sweeney inviting you to listen tomorrow to The Couple Next Door.